listening to What The Jamming Podcast, the show that brings you a little bit of everything. Welcome to episode number 25, Never Give Up, Your Only Limit Is You, with my special guest, da 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 I what like it. <laughs> I like the music. Right? I'm, oh, a, I'm a special effects. Of course, it's Mr. Sal Mendoza. Last time he was in my podcast was a year ago, May 12, 2020. Been a long time. A lot it, has happened since. Yes, we are going to talk about that. Let me know, have you firmly decided that you were leaving California? Tell me, tell me, what happened? How is it going for you? Um, everything. Man, there's, there's so much. So I'm going to try to condense it down a bit. So California, you know, California, like on the cover, let's say California is a book. The cover is awesome. You know, beaches, sunny weather, you know, uh, beautiful people, great places to eat. But that's just on the cover on the surface. Once you really dig into it, it's just like... You know, the cost of living, for one, taxes, the traffic, the smog, the pollution, the trash, you know, it's just, man, California is, it's it's become, while I was living there, it's become a nice place to visit, but for, for a person who wants to live his life to the fullest extent, I'm just like, there's, there's better places, there's better places to live. You know, I was like in my head, I was making way too much money to be that poor, you know? So it's just like Texas to me, was just a more promised land. You know, it's, it was, it was my opportunity to go build in a, in a state where it's friendlier just for, for everything, for cost, for gas, you know, just, I don't see any downside other than the Texas heat is going to take some getting used to, but man, uh, it's a, it's different world out here. Yeah, my friend moved to Texas, too. And um, she tells me, Jana, you have to move to Texas. And I said, yeah, me and my best friend are thinking about it. But then my sister wants me to move to Florida because she moved to Florida. <laughs> yeah, another state where you, you can do whatever you want. You know, the thing about it is a lot of people always talk about wanting to leave the state because people don't like to admit it when they live there because they don't want to feel dumb for staying. You know, no one wants to admit like, yeah. I willingly want to stay in this state or they'll make up excuses about why California is so great. Like the weather. Oh, the weather is awesome. It's just like, uh, I don't think the weather is worth paying $1,600 a month for a 600 square foot apartment in the ghetto. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, I think I'll deal with a little bit of rain to live with a little bit of dignity. Yes. I, I totally, totally agree with you. And then you have a, partner with you that helps you in your business and you actually took her with you to Texas. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, one of the biggest things about bringing her on the company was my first hesitation for leaving California was her because bringing her ever since I brought her onto the company, it's been gold because she works. She's a worker. She's hungry. She has vision. She wants to make stuff happen. So I'm just like, uh, you know, I just brought her on. She quit her day job. I can't just, you know, so I, I brought it up once. Right now, this was before I even I even thought about 
you know, being serious about it. I was just like, hey, uh, one day, one day we're going to move the company to Texas. You know, I just kind of said it as a comment. And she was just like, I'm going with you. <gasps> oh, like, that's just awesome. Like that. And I was just like, because at the time she was still co-managing uh, a gym that she worked at, that she ran. Mm-hmm. And she was still co-managing that gym. So I knew that she couldn't leave that gym. So I was like, you can't, you can't just leave this gym. And then she proceeded to explain to me how she can do everything remotely. You know, and at the end of the day, XL Negative was like, was the mission, you know? Right. At, at that point in time, you know, everyone always has their reason for not leaving. And we didn't move at that point in time because I was still in the military. I was in my unit, which is in California. So it, it's a guard unit. So I still have to go one week in a month, two weeks a year. So I'm just like, uh, you know, to move to Texas, I'd have to come back once a month to do my drill. And that's just not feasible. And are you still currently active and doing now, the military now that's where things got interesting oh my, do share if you can <laughs> yeah, yeah i can my my enlistment was coming up right i was coming up i have seven i had 17 years in service and my enlistment was coming up now at this point in time this is a whole nother conversation but the military is getting extremely extremely politically correct and the more I dove into the business, the more I got into the business world, the more the entire idea of wanting to be my own man versus doing exactly what the military tells me to do just became like more of like, a, uh, uh, my heart just wasn't in the military anymore. So my enlistment came up and I was talking to D, my business partner, and I was just like, I could just not re-enlist. What was the one thing because because her her thing that she used to tell me because uh, one of her jobs is to knock some sense into me and she does it right. very simply she very simply she does it i'll ask her something and she she says what's stopping us That's what she oh. says. and yeah. most of the time you know it was the first time i brought up texas she asked what's stopping us and i told her you know the military and i told her again about not re-enlisting and then she said so the move to texas what would be stopping us and i told her nothing so my re-enlistment date was coming up i was set i was set to re-enlist because you know we wanted to you, you know your mind is designed to keep you safe your mind is designed to be like hey um you need safety you need security uh going off to work for this full-time going off to texas with no full-time employment with a business partner who also won't have full-time employment other than the company is not it's very risky you could both go poor yeah so i'm just like you know what i'll stay in the military i'll do my 20 years i'll retire you know and then after that the company will be doing well enough to where we can move but when my re-enlistment came up when it came time for me to raise my right hand and sign on the dotted line i i couldn't i couldn't do it I just couldn't not do it. I'm just like, you know what? I have, I, you know what? I love my time in the service. I had a great time in the service. I wouldn't take back my time in the service, but I did my time and I did it. I, I served my time and I did it well. And nobody can tell me I did it. So at this point in time, it was like, the business is really starting to pick up steam. I have to do what in my heart is right. And that's go in all in on XL negative. So I did what not a lot of people do is I quit. Well, not quit, but I didn't re-enlist and I got out of the military three years shy of retirement, which is absurd to a lot of people with 
what I call a normal mindset. Right. Which isn't an insult. It's not an insult because we're brought up. We're brought up, you know, go to school, get your degree, save money, get get your retirement. So I was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I'm not going to get my retirement. I'm going to go all in on this business and I'm going to move to Texas and I'm going to do what I got to do. So that's that's how the whole move to Texas happened. By the From the time we actually came up with the idea to move to the time we were actually settled in Texas was about a four week time span. Nice. Yeah. If were you thinking about moving to Texas for quite some time or it just happened from like one day to another where your heart told you you got to move to Texas? No, we've been thinking about moving for quite some time, but it was always just talk. It was always, you know how you're like I'm going to buy a house one day, but you're broke. So you don't know how you're going to do it yet, but you know, you're yeah. going to. that's, that's what Texas was. It was always one of those like one. And you know what I was thinking? I was thinking it was going to be by the time Excel was a million dollar company and we had employees and staff and we all picked up and moved. And that's what I thought it was going to be. I, did, I didn't think it was going to be, you know, first of all, I didn't think it was going to be just barely three years into the business. And second of all, I didn't think that my business partner would actually come with me which was seriously the best thing that could have happened to the company was, is her dedication to the company. Yes. I agree with you. Totally. What's something you failed at? What's something, man. Okay. Woohoo! <laughs> I, I like this question because this, this, this question needs context and I'm going to give it to you. There, I believe that there's a difference between failing and failure. Even though those are two different words. And I'm going to explain it to you. Failing is something like, for example, I go to the gym. I try to bench press 315. I'm not able to do it. I failed. Okay. I can come back. You know, I'll get it. I'll get another day. Um, Let's say I had a sales day. Uh, I had a giant launch and my sales uh, target was, uh, let's say, four grand. And I only make three. You know, I failed. I didn't do what I said. I was gonna do not that big of a deal right right but failure failure is catastrophic failure means that not only you didn't do it but you were not you were not able to and there's only one way there's only one way that you reach failure and that is by quitting if you do not quit keep going you cannot reach failure i agree with you i like so have it I failed? have i failed tons of times yeah. all the time there's I, I try to make deals that don't happen you know i uh, make mistakes every day but as far as failure no because i can't i will not i cannot give up i can't i there's there's no i've wanted to I've wanted to, I'm not going to, there's been times when I'm just like, why am I pouring so much money into this company? Because when I let, when I was working my civilian job with the military, I was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So I'm just like, why am I taking all this money when I could easily, you know, live a comfortable life and collect my retirement afterwards and, you know, watch my Netflix and do all that. Why am I taking all that money and spending it into this business that's not making any money? But I didn't quit. I kept going. I, I firmly believe 
I firmly believe when it comes to apparel companies, there's only two different types of apparel companies. Those that make it and those that don't. Okay, there's no such thing as good and bad apparel companies because I've seen some pretty bad ones that do very well. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have too. Yes, I have. <laughs> do very well. And I believe that the only difference between the ones that do well and the ones that don't is that the ones that do well didn't quit. The ones that don't quit. That's it. If you keep going, if you keep going, if you keep going, eventually, eventually, you'll reach that momentum. Yep. I agree. What is your biggest fear? Man, my biggest fear, you know, it's reaching the end of the line and feeling like I could have done more. It's, it's feeling, I, I, I feel like everyone has a purpose. Everyone here has a reason. Everyone here has, has a point to existence. Yes. I fear that I'm going to get to the end of the line and be like, I don't, I still don't know why I'm here. do you i'm sorry do you sometimes feel that way like do you sometimes question yourself or no i do i question myself a lot because you know i I make a lot of decisions that affect you know people and not only myself and it's just you know i gave up a job to make a hundred thousand dollars a year for my company that is not you know we're doing well but all mm-hmm. it takes is one bad quarter to shut us down. You know, all it takes is one big recall. All it takes is one bad product or one wrong move to sink us. You know, yes. there's no there's no safety. There's no safety to what to where I to where I went. So it's just like at the end, when everything is said and done, I just hope that I did the right thing. And the way I see it is if I just do the best that I can. That's all I can do at the end of the day. Which in my personal opinion, you are doing an amazing job. Just FYI. And D is too. Hello, D. <laughs> she's in she's actually in California right now. Oh, she's she's over here? Yeah, she had to take care of some personal matters. Oh, okay. Yeah, her, I hope her, everything's okay. Yeah, her grandfather passed away. Oh, but um, no. I mean, he was 104 years old. It was, it was about time, you know. Like, I, I, I look at a situation like that, because you know, when you're 104 years old, like I don't know, I don't know about the afterlife, but when you're 104, I feel like whatever's next has to be better. I'm not yes. trying to, it, but it's just like maybe he's in the afterlife doing cartwheels, you know, talking to his pops about his life. You know, yeah. but it's at 104 years old. It's a, uh, it's time. You know. Yeah, in your opinion, especially the time we are currently living, what do you think the best outcome for the Earth would be? <laughs> you know, it's funny because it sounds like it sounds like a very complicated question. That should have a very complicated answer, but it does not. It's actually very simple. I feel like the problem 
that we have these days is that too many people are worried about what other people are doing. You know, if you want change, it has to come from you. So mm -hmm. if everyone would stop looking out and start looking in. Yep. And start working from the inside out. What can I do to improve? Naturally, everything around you will improve too. You know, everything yes. around you will be better if you are better. So if everyone just, what can I do today to be a better person than I was yesterday? If we all just did that, stop worrying about other people. Worry about yourself. The world would be a better place. It's really that simple. Yeah, it really is that simple. Just do what you got to do. Worry about you and yours. And that's it. Who yeah. cares if so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so doesn't like you? Who cares if so-and-so says, oh, you know, Janet or Sal are not going to do any better. Or blah. You know what I'm saying? It's just an example. Like, you know, who cares? You know, When who someone cares? has something to say about you in an insulting manner, we have to realize that the issue is with them. It has nothing to do with us. You know, right. because you don't see someone who drives a nice car and have a big house going into people's DMs and saying you're ugly. You know, they don't yeah. do that. The only people who do that is because they have their own issues. So putting other people down makes them feel like they are somehow superior. So that problem is with them. You know, the, uh, the other day I had someone call me an Instagram CEO. Like, you know, it's just like this guy went out of his way to go into my DM and call me an Instagram CEO. And I was just like, that's pretty cool. This guy thinks I'm a CEO. Well, you, know? you are your CEO <laughs> yeah, of I your mean, life. He, he meant it as an insult. But to oh. me, I'm just like, I was worth your time. Yeah. Time is very valuable. Time is the most valuable thing we have. There is nothing on this earth more valuable than time. And yes. He took his most valuable asset and gave it to me by going into my DMs. So it's just like, all right, cool. Because you are important. <laughs> I mean, yes, whether you, you think I am or not, like, like in, in in my head, you know, I know what I have going on and what other people have to say doesn't matter to me you know yeah, it is irrelevant yeah it is yeah absolutely if someone tells you Sal I want to give up on my goals what would your response be to him or her they need to reevaluate their goals because if you're ready to give up on your goals then your your vision your vision isn't big enough you know you you're you, whatever path that you have it's it's not for you because if it was nothing and I mean nothing would stop you from getting there so that's 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 it uh, I'm sorry to tell you but what you thought your goal was is not it might be a goal that someone imprinted into your head maybe your parents maybe your coaches maybe something but whatever your goal is you need to figure it out because that ain't it Yes. Whatever it was that you thought, you know, the, the, the problem with the way people, uh, people need to go outside of their circle to come up with what they want to do in their life. And, and let me explain what I mean to you. Um, when you grow up, you have your teachers and your coaches and your parents and your mentors and all those people that, you know, your guidance counselors, 
they're, they're the ones who kind of, you know, try to mold you and, and try to tell you like where you should go with your life, what you should do, right? But you got to look at your parents and you got to look at your teachers and you got to look at your coaches and ask yourself, are these people where they wanted to be? When your coach, let's say your baseball coach, did they grow up and say, I want to grow up and be a, a baseball coach, a high school baseball coach? Probably not. Probably not. I'm going to go with no. Somebody grow up and say, hey, you know, look at this is going to sound insensitive. But if you look at your parents and they don't they're not living their dreams. Probably not the people you want to take advice from. It's going it, to it sounds weird. I know. But if you want to have huge, huge, huge goals. How would someone who never reached their huge goals possibly know anything about reaching those goals? How did, how can they know? They can because they've, yeah, they've never done it. So when you are coming up with your goals, you gotta, like, for example, me, all the advice that I give doesn't come from me. I read books written by millionaires, written by people who run giant companies. That's where I get my ideas from. That's why my goals are so big. You know, like it's not. Sorry, teachers, but no, I'm trying, I'm, teachers. Trying to make, I'm, I'm trying to make in a day what you make in a year. Like, I'll take my advice from somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I went off on a tangent there, but no, 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 no. It's it's perfectly fine. Remember, you can say whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> There's no censoring here. <laughs> How I was wondering because you... I was like trying to keep my uh, my speech clean because you know I curse a lot. Oh, <laughs> and please, I mean, if, if if a word comes out, I'll just go beep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I should be good. I should be good. How would you describe your life for the past three years in three words? And what three words would you use for this year? All right, <laughs> the, the past three years. Yes. This is a hashtag I use all the time for my brand, and it's actually written on all the bags. It's tired is irrelevant because a lot of times, a lot of the excuse that I heard of the most when people don't get stuff done is I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, you, you don't go to the gym. Why? Because I'm tired. Oh, you're, you don't you don't work on your goals. You don't work on your dreams. Why? Because I'm tired. It doesn't matter that you're tired. Like. It's irrelevant. If there's work that needs to be done, the work has to get done regardless. Tired is irrelevant. So that was me for the last three years because when I first started Exhale, right, it was it was that like grind, 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 grind mentality, you know, just do everything yourself, blah, 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 all the time. And I remember sitting in front of my computer just like kind of nodding off and I would tell myself, tired is irrelevant. Tired is irrelevant. You know, go drink some coffee. You know, go get some, some Red Bull, but this work has to get done. So that's the last three years. As of last year, uh, three words would be whatever it takes, whatever it takes, because we have done, I mean, we do not care what it takes. For example, we knew, we knew that moving to Texas, you know, we might not have money because at the time I wasn't taking a salary from Excel. So what did we do? When 
before we moved, you know, parking is really bad in California. Mm-hmm. We had two, we had two cars, right? Right. But she she lived with me, and she worked there, and I worked about three miles away. So what did we do? We sold the car. We sold the car. Now we have all this money. So when it came time to move to Texas, it's like, all right, we got, you know, I think we got like seventeen grand for her Honda. So we sold her car, and then we split my car in half. So we share my car. So. You know, while people are out here buying new cars and doing all that, we're sitting there selling one. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We're even thinking about selling the one we got now because, we, you know, we read we read a lot. And right. she she was she's an accountant by trade. The one of the, the one of the reasons she started with the company was because my books were bad. My books were terrible. And she was an accountant for a company. So I asked her to look through my books. And that's what kind of started her, her working with the company because like she fixed my books. I got a dope tax return. And then after that, it was just like, hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do that? And then I asked her to work full time. But um, I lost my I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll come back, and when it does, please let oh, me know. Oh, oh, the, the whatever it takes. Um, yes. So now, so now we're thinking about selling this car because when you lease a car through an LLC through a company, you can write off the car, the entire cost of the car, because it's a lease, and then you can write off because the car belongs to the company. You can write off gas, maintenance, everything. Yes. So selling this car that we got now, we'll put another, you know, 15, 16 grand into our pocket and then we'll pay off, you know, the lease with the monthly sales. So it's just like whatever it takes, whatever we need to do is what we're going to do. You know, like moving to Texas, it was like, hey, whatever it takes, doesn't matter. Like if we if we, we got to do what needs to be done. And that's it. There's no questions. There's no ifs. There's no ands. There's no buts. If it has to get done, it will get done. Whatever it takes. Exactly. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Are you more afraid of failure or success, and why? Definitely failure. Definitely failure. Because that goes back to the question you asked me earlier, where I reached the end of the road, and I'm just like, man. I didn't, I didn't do what I was meant to do, whatever it was. So failure is always my biggest thing. Like I've, I feel like I have a gift, you know, like I, I, I've done a lot of mentoring. I know how to talk to people. I know how to, you know, lead and, and mentor and do all that. And I feel like I can do it at such a grand scale and I'm not doing it, you know? So it's just, uh, that's why I started doing the videos on my Instagram. That's why I like doing these podcasts, you know, because man, there's just so much more to this. Yes. And by the way, I do like watch and listen to your time chair, like your chair time. I, I do. <laughs> and trust me, I know a lot of people do. So they're yeah. watching, they're watching. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy doing it, you know, and and I know I'm not the only one that wants to do stuff like that. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that have a lot to say. And my advice to them is just do it. Like, who cares if like only 10 people listen? Yeah. 10 people like I think it was Gary V. If you have one follower, you better give that one follower everything you got as if you had a, a million followers or one follower. You treat them exactly the same. 
you know, yep. because I, I, obviously no one's going to want to listen to you at first, but it goes back to those that succeed and those that don't is the difference between those that don't give up and those that do. So, you yeah. know, when I first, when I first started my videos back in the day, I would get, you know, 10 views or whatnot. Now I get about 400, which still isn't a lot, but I mean, you got to think about that context, 400 people. We, we're, we live in a, we live in a, in a society where Instagram made us feel like like a thousand followers isn't a lot mm -hmm. but who can who anyone anyone i would love to see you convince a thousand people to meet you anywhere yeah. a thousand people is a lot of people it is so like, i remember one of my buddies he told me uh, about being a uh, an ambassador for xl negative he was like yeah me and my 300 followers and he said it like it was nothing but i told him if you convinced 300 people that follow you to put in an order for Exhale, that would be about 15 grand for my company. Yeah. 300 people is a lot of people. Don't think for one second it's not a lot. Yes, it is. It, it, it absolutely is a, a lot of people. Yeah, so it's just like followers, whether you have 10 or 10,000, like you respect them. You respect mm -hmm. the people who who listen to your words and and really look at what look to you to to, to to hear what you have to say don't don't look down on them because it's not a lot you know like yep what does freedom mean to you man freedom you know me and my freedom i love my american flag that's one of the reasons yes. i moved here to texas like freedom is just you know what freedom of opportunity you know i'm i'm gonna go there there is nothing that anyone on this planet of any shape, creed, color, size, or race or gender that can do that I can't, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, I am a normal dude, a normal guy. I don't have any special gene or nothing. And I figured out how to scale my company. I mean, again, not making a ton of money, but I make enough to pay two full-time employees, which is pretty good. Yes, it so, is. So it's just like, there's nothing that anyone else can do that I can't. You know, freedom of opportunity. There's so much opportunity for everyone. And that's what freedom is to me. Freedom isn't, oh, I don't feel like working, so the government's gonna send me money. That's not freedom, what? <laughs> Like it's just like freedom is to, uh, is is a part of becoming your own person, of of leading your own path, you know, making creating your own waves, you know, being something, contributing back to society, whatever it is that your skill is, you know, like yes. everyone. I, I think the fact that people feel like they don't have to contribute to society, that society somehow has to contribute to them, and that's not how it works, you know, like. Like back at back in the days with the natives, right? Every person in the tribe, right, had to contribute. Mm -hmm. They had to contribute, and if they didn't, you know what happened to them? What? Not very good things. If you read the read the old books, like they were not respected, they were not given handouts, they were not told like, "Hey, hey, uh, you're cool. Catch up to us when you can." No, it's get your stuff together, or you know we're gonna we're gonna move on without you. Kind of like if you don't do what we say, so bye bye then, pretty much type of deal. 
that's pretty much the way it was and it's 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 like there was you know like i'm gonna kind of change gears here okay the whole don't feed the animals why because the animals uh get uh um what is it what is it i'm losing my train of thought here um like feeding them like you mean they become dependent yeah they they become dependent if you feed them so don't feed the ducks because they become dependent but they sit there and feed the people. What are the people gonna do? You know, being dependent on someone else is not freedom. You know, like no. when we're growing up, when we're growing up, when we're kids, we're dependents. We're not free. We have to do what our parents tell us. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to take, they had to change our diapers. <laughs> yeah. So what's so so when we're dependent on our parents, right? We have to do what they say because we are dependent on them. So what's gonna happen when you're dependent on your nation? You're mm-hmm. gonna have to do what they say. Or they're gonna cut your whatever. Yeah, that's not freedom. That is nope. not freedom. I want the government to back off, give me my rights, and let me live my life. Yep, I I, I am right there with you. That's Man. for sure. What does your company Excel Negative mean to you? Excel, you know, you know, I never really. And I didn't grow up like I'm, I dream of running an apparel company. That's not that wasn't my goal, right? My goal was what I told you earlier was I have a message. I have a message to, to, to spread, you know, a mm-hmm. message of positivity, a message of letting go of the things that you cannot control, you know, the, the uh, focus on the controllables. And that message, I'm, I'm trying to think, how do I get this message out there? How do I, how do I build a platform, right? And I started it like you did it uh, with a podcast. podcast yes. Work. Not that the podcast didn't work, but I gave up on the podcast. Okay. And I realized that now, now that I'm a little bit more in uh, experience in business, you know, but with the clothing line, I'm just like, you know what? I can take this message and I can put it on apparel. And that's mm-hmm. how I can spread the message of Exhale Negative. So Exhale Negative isn't necessarily a clothing brand. Exhale Negative is an idea that just so happens to be on clothing. On dope clothing, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been checking them out. So <laughs> but I, the live, thing- I, live, I live my life. The way I live my life is like anything worth doing, you got to give it your best. You know, like there, there, there is no half assing i don't know if i can say assing yes have assing (laughs) but it's just like i I listened to i think i brought this up the last time i was on your podcast and it's uh uh, andy frisilla where he talks about like if you work a warehouse and your job is to sweep the floor that better be the cleanest floor ever if your job is at mcdonald's making french fries those better be the best damn fries why because you condition yourself to accept nothing less mm-hmm. than greatness it's just like yes. everything i do has to be awesome it cannot be anything less why because that is my standard that mm-hmm. is my standard uh tony robbins used to say that all the time raise your standards what are you capable of doing if you start to accept uh you know these fries aren't that good but it's all good nobody will notice then that is gonna it's gonna plague 
everything in your life because everything's going to become like that. Uh, it's good enough. It's good enough. Good enough is not good enough. It's not. So that's how I run my business. Like what I put out has to be good. It has to. Yes. Be it has to be 100 because yeah. to me, it's like a reflection of how much something means to you. Exactly. And like you said, a lot of people just are like, eh, you know, like half asses and stuff. Uh, let me just do like whatever. People are not going to even notice. But yes, people do notice the smallest little things. So I was talking good for to, you. I was talking to another clothing brand owner and I'm not going to call him out, but we were doing a, a, a show together. And I was talking to him, you know, because I like to pick the brains of other people who, who own clothing. And he was just like, and this is what he said to me, quote unquote, we just kind of find whatever we can print on and just print on it. Oh, I just like, so he likes to do half ass. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. You can yeah. come up with your own conclusions. But that's what he said, and I was just like, uh, that's that doesn't sound like a like a very good policy. No, he like, sounds like a oh, I'm just doing it just because. Like he doesn't yeah. put dedication to it like you do. What's something? What was that? I have to put dedication into it because it's everything now. Like it's it's sink or swim for me now. If I don't, if exhale doesn't make it, you know I'm gonna be working at Walmart or something. I ain't trying to do that. Yeah, no, you will not <laughs> work at Walmart. Imagine me. No, you won't. <laughs> your your company is gonna grow. It is, and I'm gonna be working with you. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to come out here to Fort Worth. I know. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? You know, it's it's funny because uh, I get this a lot. People assume that I'm a hard ass, and I'm not. You know, uh, I was a drill instructor for a very long time. I did it for at-risk youth four years, and then I did it on base. So I can see how a lot of those people think that, like, like I'm just, like, I yell and stuff. I mean, I speak very loudly, but that's just because that's just the way I talk. But I'm, I'm not, you know, like, I'm actually, I'm just a dude who, like, I just want the best for everyone. You know, there's no... Like, uh, I, I, I picked up a personal training client the other day, and she was like, I thought you were going to yell at me. And I was just <gasps> like, no, like, we're here to get you in good shape. And yelling, there's better methods. Yeah. Like, it's just like, like, yeah, like, I mean, I can, I can, you know, get loud and be violent if I have to, but that's not my character. Like, I'm, I'm. You're chill. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of a big teddy bear, almost. Like, I'm not... I don't seek violence. I'm yeah. ready for violence, but I don't seek it. And I will walk away before anything. I think that's the biggest thing people misunderstand about me. But it's not, like, a huge misunderstand. Like, everyone does it. Right. I mean, a lot of people tend to kind of get me right because I'm so open. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't really hide anything about like what I do or how I am but what you see is what you get kind of thing yep I am right there with you if you could turn back the time and ask yourself when you were 18 years old what would you tell him well here's the thing 18 year old me was a knucklehead and I know 
I know that because he was me. Okay. So eighteen-year-old me would not listen to me. Eighteen-year-old me would probably be like, "Shut up, old man." You know. So I would, and I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but I would just tell him to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, kid. Bitcoin, buy it. Trust me, you're gonna be rich. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there, there was nothing you could tell me when I was 18, 19 years old. All I cared about was just drinking, partying, and chasing girls, and that was it. And I did that for like 10 years. And you know what? I regret it. I regret it. There was, there was nothing fulfilling about that lifestyle. You know, the chasing the women, sleeping around as much as I could. You know, it was instant gratification at the time, but I don't look back and think to myself like, "Yeah, I'm so glad I had those days." <laughs> like, it's just like, man, if I only knew then what I knew now, because I've always made good money. You know, by the time I was 21 years old, I made $25 an hour, and from then on, I've always made more and more and more. Yeah. Like, man, if I would have just like, you know, they they tell us, they tell all of us to save money. And no one, it's, I, I had, I had, when I used to run the student flight at the 146, right? Mm -hmm. There was, a, there was about four people who were over 30. And I asked them because a lot of them were, you know, kids, 18, 19, 20 years old. I was like, everyone here over 30. What is the number one thing they told you to do when you were young that you didn't do and now you regret it? And the four of them almost simultaneously said save money yeah save money and invest i don't know the age range of your listeners but those of you who are 18 19 20 like there's a better way to live your life you know there's a better way to live your life you know gary vaynerchuk talks about how he didn't go out and he didn't party when he was young you know because they always talk they always say you know party when you're young oh you're young you're only young once blah 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 gary is well, I think he's like 40 some years old, right? And he has more money than he'll ever know, than he'll ever be able to spend. So he can do anything. I mean, anything he wants. He can get floor seats to any game, fly to anywhere in the country. Now, to sacrifice your 20s to be able to do anything in your 40s or party in your 20s to be average in your 40s. Which one, yeah. which one is it? You know, which one is it? You know, if you grind in your 20s, by the time you're 30, you can have enough money put away to where you can just live a better life. You know, there, there, there was, there is no satisfaction to that life of the partying and the alcohol and all that. There just isn't. It's cool at the time, but once you get older, I'm 34 years old. You look back and it's just like, I've, in, in the Air Force, I've been around the world. I've traveled. Mm -hmm. I've traveled to so many countries. I forget countries I've been to. Like seven time, the second time I went to Israel, it was like I, I'm like I look around the airport. Like I've been here before. I've forgotten I've been there before. And all I did every single time, I, I've been to Spain, I've been to Europe, I've been to Italy, I've been to Germany, I've been to India, I've been to so many places. And in every single place I went to, all I did was drink and party. I didn't go see sights. I didn't talk to people. I didn't take in the culture. I didn't take enough photos. I didn't do any sightseeing. 
nothing. And I cannot go back and do that again. I cannot take that time back. That time is gone and there's nothing I can do about it. Do you think if you know what you know now, and let's say you were 18 and you would go to, you know, Greece or Italy or Spain, you would make it a different type of trip? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like a lot of the guys that went, like for example, when we went to, uh, uh, Germany, they they rented cars and went to go drive on the autobahn. So for those of you who don't know, the autobahn is a is a freeway in Germany that doesn't have a speed limit. So it's like, how cool is that? They rented BMWs and went to go drive on the autobahn. You know, simple stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that they did. You know, they went to go see Stonehenge. You know, they went to go see. They would go like look at the books and 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 go see cool stuff. You know, experiences, cool experiences that I could grow up and tell like, hey, I've been to Stonehenge. Hey, I took a, a BMW 140 miles an hour down the Autobahn, but the only stories I have is like, oh, I got drunk and slept with some random girl. Oh, big whoop. You know, like there's there's, there's nothing, there, there's no bragging for that. Like it's not, it's not an accomplishment. And to me, like, I, I need an accomplishment. I need to be accomplished. So that's, I feel like I went pretty deep into that one, but it's okay. It's you know, they, okay. They, say, they they say like live with no regrets, live with no regrets. That's definitely my biggest regret. You know, is when I was younger, not not living more for the long term of life versus the instant gratification of the drinking and all that. Like I spent so much money on drinking. You know, when I first started the business. When I needed money, the first thing I did was stop drinking. And I went sober for almost two years. And it was amazing, amazing how much money I had. I could believe how much money I had. You know, like it does make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, it does. If you if you print out your your bank statement and just add it up, just add up how much not just on the drinking, but the Ubers, the, the, the outfits, that you buy to look nice for people that don't even care about you. The uh, yep. The jack in the box at three o'clock in the morning. When you were drunk. <laughs> yeah. You know, it all, it all adds up. And at the end of the day, it was just like the whole concept of alcohol is just weird. Like you drink alcohol because you feel bad to feel better only to feel worse afterwards. Yes, <laughs> that is very just... true. <laughs> That's don't very me, true. Don't, don't get me started on alcohol unless you got like another hour. <laughs> we'll leave that for a, another episode. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. I hear you See, on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you back again for sure. Well, that is it for today. So, do you want to provide your website page? I do. I do. So the business page is at Exhale Negative. Uh, give us a follow. Give us some likes. Um, and check out the gear. I think you guys will really like what we have. Uh, it's a lot of quality gear. Like I said, we don't just pick stuff and print on it. We take time and and um, and, and really think about it and put some effort into what we're putting out. Um, my personal uh, Instagram is x underscore brickwall, and my business partner, who uh, who is actually getting ready to compete in her first wellness competition, so she's all buff right now. Woohoo! Yeah. It's, D Diaz 95 D with two E's. So D E E Diaz underscore 95 or 95 underscore. 
ddiaz95 underscore. But if you go on the XL page, you'll find both of us on there. Yeah. And this is on Instagram, correct? Yeah, yeah. Everything is at XL Negative. Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. So there you go, everybody. Make sure you guys give them a follow. Make sure you guys purchase the bomb ass items they have. I always want to get something, but every time I want to get something, it's sold out. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> I know it is. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got, we got restock. You got to stay on top of those restocks. You know, the restocks is where it's at because it goes out quick. Yes, I totally like I said, agree with you. I'm, I'm not complaining. No, nope. you know, it's a, it's a good problem. You know, they say it's, you're doing it's good a good blessing. Problems. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Sal, for being here with me tonight. And thank you, listeners, for taking um, your time to listen to Sal and I. Have a very good night. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Till next time, good night and God bless.